Hello. And we're back. <laughs> so we are. Possible Word Podcast. Alrighty. So here we are. What's your word for today? Just going right for the jugular, huh? Just right into it. No banter. No, how was your weekend, Shell? Just going right for the right for the gusto. Um, how was your weekend? Thank you very much. Well, my weekend was um it was okay. It was okay. I was a little under the weather on Friday. I wasn't feeling very well Friday. And a little bit into Saturday. Um, but I regained my footing and um, I feel better. I feel better. So thank you very much for asking. Okay. Have a good time doing the Cupid Shuffle. <laughs> I um, don't do the Cupid Shuffle, thank you. Um, I do enjoy a snappy two-step or a nice line dance. So I did do, mm-hmm. um, you know, I did, you know, get my boots on a little bit. I'm sorry? Is that a two-step with a bop? Know how people bop and they do a two-step? Yes. Yes, it is. Why, yes, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that's my favorite dance to do is the bop. Um, I'm learning. Um, the unfortunate part about learning how to do a dance that is um for lack of a better term, like strategic with moves. Um, mm-hmm. the, the the downside to that is if you don't have a steady partner to, you know, kind of work out that process with, you wind up dancing with a bunch of different people and people do it different. I know 10, I know 10 different niggas that do the bop 10 different ways. And um, they all say that, well, most of them, I'm not going to say all, most say that, oh, you just have to follow hand cues. There well, are... You about to have a permanent partner. I'm sorry? You about to have a permanent partner. Oh, I am. Well, that would be... Oh man, you talk about the relief, man. That would be amazing. That is gonna be. I can't wait. I can't wait. That is very. To the left, to the right, to the right. Um, sorry. Let me tell you something. You get out there doing the cuba shovel if you want to. I'll be like, you know what, y'all just y'all pray for my baby. He ain't feeling well. the, the check his blood pressure. He be having a stroke right now. We don't know. It's got him out here doing the Cupid shuffle. Um, you can always tell it's an old head party when they play the electric slide, the original one, and then they they bust out with the Cupid shuffle. It's like this an old head party. Like this an old head party for real when they play them two two them two line dances. So electric slide been out since like nineteen seventy six. Really? Yeah. Seriously? Seriously. Wow. Man, that, um, you talk about something that I wonder if the person that came up with it got any kind of royalties, you know? I think they did. She used to do shows and stuff and all that. <laughs> so, 
different. That is it's crazy though. I mean, how that's something that is it that's where line dances really started was with the electric slide. Um, but again, yeah. I mean, country music has line dances. They, you know, have kind of always done line dances, but I think it, you know, I don't know how oh, country were. music, Hokey Pokey. Hokey Pokey was a line dance. Technically, okay. (laughs) Technically, you know, you put your right foot in and you put your left foot out. and Mm -hmm. and Right, right. Uh, Spin yourself around. Um, We spinning. That's what it's all about. (laughs) That is crazy. That is um, interesting. I'll say that. Um... Yeah, but yeah, I, I did. I uh, I I really wish that I could um, cause I I think here's my deal because I like to dance. Like I really like to dance. It's good exercise. It's a good pastime, and I love music. I really like when I see people do the bop and they are in sync. It's the most amazing thing in the whole wide world. Like it really gets me geeked. Um, to be able to find the person, and I guess it's true in dance. But if you translate the whole dancing thing to just a rhythm of life, when you find somebody that transcends your rhythm, you know what I'm saying, that's able to keep time with you and they anticipate your rhythmic moves and vice versa, where no matter how that person moves, you're always in sync. It's like like a well-oiled machine it's like seeing somebody do the bop and they're in sync living your life on that level it's got to be like amazing and and I, I want that I'm, I'm it's gonna take work to get it but um I want that okay what type of work I mean I just think relationship goals relationship to be able to walk through your life with someone that's in sync with you it takes work I don't think it just happens you know, um, you know, you ever dance with somebody and one person's on the one and the three and the other's on the one and the two. Um, yeah, the person, I guess it is all about being in sync. That is the main thing. Yeah, absolutely. Keeping it together. Absolutely. That's where you get harmony from. You know, that's why I, I, it's a great analogy to look at a dance, a couple that's dancing, you know, even if we, if I start off on a one and a two and you come in on a one and a three, while I'm moving, either I'm going to catch your beat or you're catching mine. But for us to keep moving to two different beats and stuff, it's not going to work. We won't be in sync. But for us to be in sync, I got to get on yours. You got to get on my one or the other. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing with, with the way that couples exist. You got to catch my flow or I got to catch yours or we got to make our flows come together so that the rhythm is there. So the rhythm of everything. It is. And it's very important. And it's... It's important. It's all about catching the flow. Yeah. Keeping the pace. You know what I'm saying? Finding the timing. You know? I saw somebody tonight dance off offbeat. And boy, that just... Mm. It, it's troubling when you see somebody that don't have rhythm. <sighs> then you imagine two people that don't have rhythm. Here's what happens, right? I watched this this guy. Apparently, when the band was playing where I was at, 
this band was playing, and apparently it was somebody's birthday. And whoever's birthday it was, it had black and white people out. Looked like it might have been a co-worker kind of situation because it was white folks that just really didn't fit into where we was. And mm. so one white lady got up and she danced and a black guy danced with her. Now the black guy, did not, the white lady was kind of, um, uh, she was an older white lady, you know, real. She had women? Not at she all. Had- <laughs> She was on a one and a three. She looked real Woodstock about what her dance moves. Like she came right about that age. And she did pull, I guess what I'm assuming is one of her co-workers up, which was this thug out black man. She pulled him up on the floor to dance with her. And so she's flailing all over the place, dancing, just not with the beat of the music. And the guy, he started off dancing on beat. But he caught her rhythm. She didn't catch his. He caught what I said. That Negro was. I was like, "What is he doing? He needs to sit down." He was all over the place. He was doing the Carlton. He was doing the. He's gonna pull the dances out from the '60s. He was doing the bus stop. He was doing some of everything. He was happy to be there. He he started off on beat. But dancing with somebody that was off rhythm, he got off beat with her. Instead of her catching the beat with him, he got off beat. So, mm. uh, and and if you look at relationships, if two people don't take their time and and work towards rhythm, and they two and they still try to stay together, they're gonna be off beat. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be a mess, and it won't flow. They're gonna step on each other's toes and bump into each other constantly, causing pain, mainly in the foot Ooh, area. Uh, just gotta be in the, just gotta be on the same page. That's all. Mm. Not that hard. It it's not that hard, but it takes effort. It takes effort. You know. It takes effort. So, anywho, anything worth having is worth working for. So, oh no, that's right. There you go. So, yeah, you're you in a real deep, deep mood tonight. <laughs> It's, I don't know, it's a Sunday vibe, I guess. Maybe it's a Sunday vibe. You real laid back. I am a little bit. Yeah, you know, just ready to to chop it up, you know. Um, You know, as I go about and I meet people and, you know, just the different places that I go and, you know... um, it astounds me when I meet people that have such a, people have different worldviews, you know? I'm okay when people have different worldviews from mine, but it baffles me when they're so different that they almost are borderline offensive. Um, and so tonight, me and my daughter, the place where we go to hear live music, it 
when they they play live music, they have these bands. It gets really full. Like St. Louis loves live music. And so um, I, when we first got to where we were, I uh, went to the bathroom. So when I came back, my daughter wasn't where I left her standing. She um, saw somebody that we, a mutual person that we knew that invited her over to share his table, for us to share his table with him and his friend, his older guy. And so um, I, we go over, we sit down. And I don't know how we went. Oh, we wound up in this conversation because people are always amazed that me and my daughter are mother. Me and my daughter are mother and daughter because I, mm-hmm. I guess I don't, I don't look like I could be her mother. And so I look like her, but people mainly think we're sisters as opposed to mother and daughter. So um, uh, we were having this conversation, and the gentleman that I was speaking with had a very, I'm going to call it distorted view on parenthood and relationship, parental relationships. Now, he, which doesn't mean anything to me or not one way or the other, he gave his kudos, the fact that me and my daughter have a relationship to where we can kind of hang together. Um, however, he had, he had inquired about her father. Now, my daughter's father went on to glory last year, but, you know, I always share the story of how we her dad and I dated minimally we dated briefly um and I wound up getting pregnant basically but um he never really was there consistently and this nappy negro looked me in my face and said I blame you skirt right I was like huh I said, excuse me? He was like, you should have just took her and dropped her off. And then he would have stood up in his responsibility. I said, sir, the devil is a lie. If I was going to take my baby and drop her off with a man that didn't, I knew this Negro didn't want to be bothered. So I'm supposed to take my child and just leave. He would have came, he would have rose to the occasion. You don't know that. People killing kids every day on some big I said, exactly. so I was going to just take and give my my first child, my only, I was a new mom, I was just supposed to take and drop my daughter. Yep, and you didn't, so you don't want to hinder that relationship. I said, first of all, bro, you about five two. I will whoop your short ass in this, in this corner. I will beat the brakes off your little behind. Ah, very, very distorted view of, um, what do you call it? Not ownership. What's the word I'm looking for? For um, accountability. He had a very, very distorted view for accountability. Um, no, he felt that if you would have just put the child right there, um, that he would have stepped up and said, oh, well, I'm going to take care of it. And that would have been it. Mm-mm, I couldn't trust that. I couldn't trust that. I said, I called between the ages of, like he was intermittent between one and two, but after two, he got ghost. And so he's always been a bouncer. That's all. He was a career bouncer. And so I always knew where he worked. And so every year between the ages of two and 10, two and 12, between the ages of two and 12, I went to whatever club he was bouncing at around her birthday. And I'd be like, hey, what's birthday's coming up? Do you want to? He'd always find a um, self-loathing excuse. I'm no good. You don't want me in her life. I ain't going to fall at yes or no. You're going to be there or not. You're not. Peace. I'll see you next year. And I did that for 10 years. 
My daughter never knew. She never knew till she got to be an adult. Never did she know. Matter of fact, I just told her when her dad passed. But every year, for 10 years, I went to wherever. And he only saw me once a year, and that was around her birthday time. And each year, he declined. Mm. He, had an, he had a selfish excuse. Why would I leave my yeah. baby Why would I leave my baby with that? No. You know, that's why it was bittersweet, you know, that when she did turn 14, she found, she reached out and found her dad. She went through the phone book, calling everybody with her last name, you know, and just was what it was. But I never trashed him, you know, and that's what I was trying to explain. Well, let me not, let me say it like this. I had shit to explain. I was trying to share and enlighten this brother um, that, you know, listen, this is what I did. I was about as responsible. I was a good ass baby mama to to a nigga that was trash. You know, I was still good. I never dog walked him. I never spoke ill of him in front of my child. When she got old enough, she made her own decision. You know, she made her own decision. You know, and when she questioned why her dad didn't do this or that, I never threw him under the bus. I said, dad is sick, baby. And we have to pray for him. The one day he'll get it together. You know, and, and but for him to just kind of make that type of mind, I could have did something different. I'm like, when I was the one that was there, when she cried, that daughter, daddy with donuts, because this Negro didn't show up. She wanted to know why he didn't love her enough. What did she do wrong? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I really wonder what was that. Well, you always try to talk about a situation and don't know the gist of the situation. They Man. just talk in general. Man. Like, they know. But you know what, though? I don't even think from a general sense that just wasn't. And and I'm a, I'm a person. I try to be fairly well-rounded. I don't bash men because there's a lot of good men out there. There's a lot I, of good baby daddies. Uncle, my uncle, um, oldest daughter got dropped off and they tell the story or my grandmother used to tell the story that she came from work and she said she was aggravated and he was sitting in the house with a baby in his arms and my grandmother was like this ain't your house you can't have this baby here and made him take the baby back damn and told him she can't stay here because this is my house. It's not his house. When he get a house, you drop her off then. Wow. Okay. I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. <laughs> my grandmother wasn't playing. It, and it, it, it is. Dropping a kid off wouldn't made it that, oh, everything just comes together magically. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's a lot of abuse and in, in, in misuse of children that go on. I I couldn't just I couldn't just drop them yeah. off. You know, I said there's yeah. something that happens when you carry a baby in your body as a woman. You know, it's not no no slight against men, but there's just maternal. I just saw something in the news today. They said um the father beat his two month old daughter and baby ended up becoming blind from him beating her. People like do. a two How much would you beat a two one oh? That's how do you? You know what I'm saying? Like how? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how? I don't I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? All they do is eat, sleep, and 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 shit. I mean, that's all they do with two months. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know how to get your baby to stop crying, you need to get your game up. But 
That's what they said. He beat her because she was crying. So he kept beating her, and then she ended up becoming blind from him beating her. That's crazy. You can shake a baby to death. You can. There's, there's. So for me to, like you said, that magic answer, just take the baby and drop her off. I looked at him like, are you freaking? Like, are you, is this a real conversation? Like, really? And and, and the, here's my thing. I don't emasculate men. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always been a very positive woman when it comes to supporting black men. You know, um, now unless you just dead ass wrong on something, every situation is different. You know what I'm saying? So I don't bash baby daddies. I don't bash men. It whatever, whatever. I don't. I don't do that because each situation could be different. It can vary. You know what I'm saying? And if I ain't got, if I don't know, have all the information, I'm not gonna make a decision. I'm not doing that. It's judgmental. I'm not doing it. And um, you know what I'm saying? I, I I love to. I don't know. I just not that I don't like. This is gonna sound real bad because I'm trying to make it sound not like um, literal. Not that I don't like white men. I think men in general, I love the species, but black men have such an unfair adva- uh, disadvantage in this world that they need that support. You know what I'm saying? I support you know people doing positive things, men and women, but black men. I got a heart for black men. I love black men. And I think that they're, um, they should be the average woman. We need to be able to uphold black men and, and until or unless they give us a reason to not. You know what I'm saying? And then when they do, let it be on the individual and not on the black men overall. Because for every bad one, there's a good But you know what? Speaking that, black men also got to learn to support black women. Oh, uh, please believe me. Please believe me. You know there's a lot of them that don't. There's a lot oh. of them that don't. Yeah, they don't. Oh, yeah, there's a lot that don't. I think, I don't know, not to sound cliche, but I really believe that it goes back to how we raise our families and what we're seeing in the home. I think when we see a positive reflection of husband and wife, I think when we see realistic, um, for lack of a better term, realistic role play, if that makes sense, Husbands being husbands, they go to work, they yeah. protect, they go to work, they protect and they provide. That's what men do. You know what I'm saying? Women, we nurture. We nurture. We love, we nurture, we keep the home, we do, etc. People just get in their lanes to do what they're supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? And respect each other for what we're doing. I think it's a little bit better and it can be seen if that's shown in the household and we're raising young men to be young men and not raising them with a pimp mentality. I think that makes a difference where that respect that you just spoke of from the black man to the black woman, it could be more apparent. But when you got literally, you got um, men, especially through the 70s and the 80s that were raising they were raising boys to be pimps. And it's just insane. I think it was more of a family structure being ripped through during the crack era. That really ripped through the whole structure of Because you had kids just without parents. Just, it, it destroyed the whole black community. It did. I guess it did. I guess if you take it back like that, it, it did. Um, and then on top of that, gentrification. 
also came right along with the with the um crack epidemic. It's like you had more than one thing pulling against the black community. Like yeah. the black community being attacked three or four different ways. But I'ma say this now, I can't speak for any other community, but I can speak for my own neighborhood. There are here in St. Louis, just like in many other cities, Martin Luther King Boulevards, right? And we did some work for um, a different project I was on, but we did some work with this charitable organization that was, they were part of a, a coalition throughout the United States to rehab all of the Martin Luther King Boulevards throughout the United States. Because- All of them are bad. Right, the irony, all of those all of them. Words, all even of in them. even in Iowa, <laughs> <laughs> even in Iowa, even in Iowa, Martin Luther King is a bad block. I think that that is not by accident. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think that they, I, I think it's on purpose that they dump the most impoverished people. You know what I'm saying in those neighborhoods. Um, they try to, and I think, and I'm not the person that, that blames a white man for everything. Like that ain't, that's not my motif. I've never been that, oh, it's the white man's fault. However, I think that there was some steering committees somewhere that steered um, these urban neighborhoods and the stigma of, oh yeah, you want to look at the street called Marcus. That's, that's the whole point. When they talk about blaming, it's all about mm-hmm. them staring. It's all about money. Yeah. That's the whole thing. I agree. By leaving black this with without disenfranchised with no money, no real way to make good money and everything else like they can is a whole difference. But I think too we have to take some onus back on the family. The family has to get back in the driver's seat, right? Because I'll just say this, right? And I'm I'm not saying that I'm the I'm not the model. I'm just a story. I'm a story that happened. But I didn't go to college. I didn't have. I didn't grow up wearing name brand stuff. I grew up in the, in an average neighborhood, black neighborhood, um, here in St. Louis, um, probably from like high school on. And um, you know, I didn't have name brand like all the top this and that. I didn't go to college. Um, so I had mediocre jobs in the beginning. But I think the difference can can be, and, and I'm stressing the word can, the difference can be is the effort you choose to exhort. You know what I'm saying? Life circumstances will always be present. We ain't always going to have a fair shake. We're not always going to have a um, uh, an equal platform. We are coming in on the low end of the totem pole, right? But if I were to look at my own situation, you know, I was able to excel because I was willing to do the job and I was willing to do the job with excellence and I was willing to learn. So no, I didn't go to a traditional four years. You know and somebody was willing to give you a chance. I, and no, that was a good well, I'm, I'm gonna say this. And I apologize not to interrupt you, not to not to interrupt, but just to interject. Um, I will say this: it wasn't like somebody walked up and was like, "Hey, we're gonna get a black girl a chance." Now this black girl had to work her ass off. You know what I'm saying? No, I understand that, but I'm saying like 
Because sometimes they stop, they stop people. They don't even give them a chance. I think that for what I did and the way that I did it, again, and I don't take no credit, but the what I did and the way that I did it, they had to take notice because I made a difference. You know what I'm saying? And everything they threw at me, even when I made mistakes, I owned them. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I said yes more than I said no. And and I learned. I didn't know. I went into corporate America. I didn't know anything about corporate America. I had never worked. But you know what? That's a, a good thing for you. But that doesn't happen for everybody. No. And that's what I'm saying. I guess my thing is where, where sometimes we can look at the fact that, oh, a person didn't have an education, so they didn't have the same... I think it's not again it's not cookie cutter but I don't like it when people use the fact that they didn't get a chance to get an education as a reason why they're not performing better in life because I didn't get one and it was a choice I had it was a single mother with two kids with two different baby daddies and and on low income everything and I had choices to make I can stay in this pot or I can get out of it but and you chose to rise up I, that's the thing, I decided I was going to bust my ass and do what needed to be done. But it was a decision that I had to make. I didn't let all of my, when I did get into leadership, all of my colleagues, they had degrees. Some of them had masters. And here I am, I'm a manager amongst all these other managers and everybody has all this higher education. And then we're talking about school and stuff like that. And shit, where'd you go to school? crickets <laughs> I didn't <laughs> wait you you didn't go to school no now I operate with intelligence so you thought I had it I just knew you had a degree no you know what I'm saying no I, it's the grace of God you know what I'm saying that I, I come in here and I'm able to conduct myself and carry myself in, in a business like yeah, manner because like I said that's, that's very rare to be a manager and everything else and don't have a degree, especially in the corporate setting. Right, and for that type of company. And for them to choose me to be the face of the company amongst other countries. You know what I'm saying? So I I guess my point is adversities come. Adversities come. But I think regardless of the gentrification, regardless of the white man putting their foot on our neck, I think that there's always a way out. You know what I'm saying? It's just that, do we want to take the time? Do we want to fight? You know, um, do are we willing to fight? You know, um, I think the same... It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And I know it is, but it's good, but it's bad. I believe that the same opportunities can be available for most people, right? I'm not saying all the way down to 100%. When I say most, I want to say 85%. Now, what has to be done to seize such opportunities is work. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't, it's not cookie cutter. What I might, what I did might have been different from what somebody else has to do. You know what I'm saying? For them to get half of what I got. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, is there always going to be challenges? Yeah, but I'm just a firm believer that any challenge could be overcome. I'll tell you like this, certain jobs, if if it's a a racist element in there and everything else, they're not going to let you slide. 
It's a company. I I work for Yellow Freight. That that's from the Dupont Company. That's one of the oldest trucking companies. It is. Now, they were supposed to let me drive the truck or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let me drive the truck. They had a dock a dock um, driver position. So they had me working the forklift. So I'm working the forklift and all this other stuff. The manager told me one day, oh, people think you got a bad attitude and all this other stuff. I said, bad attitude? I don't even say nothing to nobody. Oh, people got a bad attitude and they, they, they talking about like you act like you better than everybody else. It wasn't that. I just wasn't talking to nobody because I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm in there and then they talking about how I'm good with safety, good with this, good with that and everything else. And they kept trying to aggravate me with that job and kept trying to say, oh, well, we want you to leave because everybody not getting along with you and all this other stuff to the point that I just said later for it and left. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't do anything to leave or whatever, but they kept fucking with me the whole time mm-hmm. until they got me to leave. That's what I'm saying. Certain situations. Now, that's that's a major company and everything where mm-hmm. people, people um, stay at that company for life. Right. So, like I said, it depends on the situation. Sometimes, no matter what you do, you still can get the short end of the stick. True, but if you look at it in a bigger sense, do you think, so let me just challenge your your uh, skepticism here just a little bit. Do you think it could be that in situations like that, that, um, that square peg in a round hole do you think that in those situations where it's like so impossible it's like why are you riding me why i can't catch a break do you think it's like one of those situations where okay maybe i'm in the wrong place the wrong time you know where i'm not supposed to be like this is not where i'm supposed to be do you do you believe that it can be like that sort of thing can play out in scenarios i feel like this it's a, a scenario thing when somebody if somebody messing with you and they know you're doing a good job and they take a job away from you just because of attitude or they feel somebody else has the attitude or whatever, it's nonsense. Because that means you're not judging the work or anything. You're, right. you're, you're doing stuff off of being biased because of what somebody else feels or whatever, off of lies. Yeah. I will say this. I do agree that there are certain job types that from a like from a leadership perspective i know i've done it recently in in my in my tenure in leadership and i would imagine that this what i've done doesn't translate into every job type i know because my team had to function as a team i would often try to push job harmony and i would have people that kind of didn't really blend it like I don't do together I don't do groups I don't do kumbaya leave me be and let me do my job but my job was to try to foster a team atmosphere one of the jobs was was to try to foster a team atmosphere so putting together people together on projects and some of that attitude thing you know will come into play for me however I wouldn't imagine that that can transcend on every job type you know what I'm saying if you have a situation where okay it is a, a, you know, you're driving trucks or doing whatever. 
it really should be, the marriage should be 90% on the job. Now, you can't come to work, of course, and be an asshole to everybody. But 90% uh-huh. of the focus should be on the job. 10% maybe on how they get along with their peers. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? But putting a heavy emphasis on emphasis on how the person gets along with their peers above their job when their job is the crucial critical point. I think that's that's just that's craziness. It's crazy. It is. It is. Let me go beat them up. I'll go beat them up for you. Let me go get them. I'll go get them. Just saying. Let me go ahead with that nonsense. Right. <laughs> and so look at us. That was a, a really nice, um, really nice topic there. You know. Yeah. You know how to get the party started. I give you that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the party started. Yeah, you know how to win, win friends, and influence people. You think so? A little bit. A little bit. This much right here, this much. So, goodness. So, when are we going to um, give the people more of this? We need to tell them when they need to tune in again. Um, they need to check their local listing. Really? That's what you, that's where you at? He said that y'all, that was not me. I'm trying to get y'all something to hold on to. He the one greasing us down in butter. We getting real slippery. They gonna get it when they get it. Oh, it's too easy. Okay. All when right. you feel like that, you're gonna get it when you get it. <laughs> if you got some sponsor money or something else like that. And you hit up my email. Wow. Then we talk about it. And there you have it. And there you have it. <laughs> and, and shout out to Little Hustle. Almost. Almost. <laughs> Almost. 38 minutes in. We was only had two more minutes to go without you mentioning that. <sighs> Little Hustle. Little Hustle Tuesday. We was almost right there. We was right at the finish line. We was right at the finish line. I'm going to need you to edit that. We right at the end. I'm going to need you to edit out so we can just run this. We can chop it up and make segments out of it. Make smaller little like sound bites. It's all right. Three to five minutes. It's all right. It's all right. Everybody need a little hustle. I know it's coming. I even do it this time. Oh, I was right there on your tongue. I could, I could, when you said it's all right, I was like, here you come. Five, four, everybody need a little hustle. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I've enjoyed my time with you as always, as usual. I enjoy myself too. This is the possible word. And if you're going to hustle, get a big hustle. Oh my God, really? Hilarious. Hilarious.
<laughs> Say good night. Good night.